Deer Trucking Awesome. What do you think of when someone says tough? Honestly, I think of a Toyota truck. Tundra's one mean mother of a truck with a twin turbo V6, an incredible going power, and the Tacoma claws through terrain with a taller suspension and lots of creature comforts in the cockpit. Both Toyota trucks are decked out with tons of cool features and tech you'll dig. Check them out at toyota.com, folks. Visit your front range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Before we get started on today's show, I want to remind you guys about Ball Arena. Who is hiring right now? You can text Golden to 77222 and you'll get linked to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball and search for Golden. That's jobs.ball.com and search for Golden or simply text Golden to 77222. You guys know people are what make that company special. People at every level come in to work each day and give 100% to accomplish the goals. Their protection techs are the front line in our can-making operations. They directly impact the volume of production we run, the quality of production they run, and are integral to their operation. Production technicians are also important because as their skills grow, they're able to move into even more mechanical roles. So if you're interested in one of these right now, starting uh, competitive salaries, $27.39 per hour with potential to increase at 6, 12, and 18 months on the job. Lots of cool stuff going on right now. So check them out. Text GOLDEN to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. Oh, we're playing that funky music. <laughs> is, this a fun- is this a funky music? Winner's Lounge? What is up, everybody? Welcome into technically a Winner's There's Lounge. There's nothing technically about it. It is a Winner's Lounge. We won the game. Uh, man, wow. The Nuggets squeak one out against yeah. the Houston Rockets, 94-95. A munder. They keep them under. Lock they hold them under. Lock it um, in. Unbelievably so. We're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Did not win money today. Our bet on Michael Porter Jr. did not factor in him leaving the game early tonight. <laughs> Screwed over everything. <laughs> Yo, him missing that layup cost. A- We're going to talk about oh, it. It cost a lot. It cost a lot. <laughs> uh, I'm joined, though, by esteemed colleagues. We just did our playback. We did our pregame show. Here we are in the postgame show. It's we were D-line. Just, yeah, we were just talking about how lucky we are to get to continue to talk about this game. <laughs> we got to talk about it in real time. Now we get to talk about it after the fact. I just want to relive every moment. Of, I do of have the game some different takeaways, though, of course. And then over here, Superstar Dev. I mean, it was ugly, but it was a win, and they desperately needed a win. Uh, so for them to come out and pull off the victory, it's not a big win, but it's a very, very important win. <laughs> we're going to talk about that, I, I'm, I'm sure, a lot. Like, we're not going to be all sunshine and rainbows. We're not going to be all downers either. The, the gap between winning this game and not winning it was enormous because if the Nuggets lost this game, I mean, you're talking about the, the worst possible the vibes. The desolation of the vibes. The desolation of the vibes. It would have been worse. You remember Denver lost to the Kings twice yes. to start the season last year, and the Kings were not a very good team. But the Rockets are worse. The Kings were trying to be a good team. The Rockets not. And if you lose that one, you know, it'd be about. I have to tell you guys, the bar's absolutely popping tonight. Um, no, the Avs are playing right now. We popping, had a, popping. We had a Rams watch party, then a Nuggets watch party, now an Avs watch party. The volume is turned up to 11, so yeah, we are, the, we're yeah. going to be screaming all show. <laughs> the decibels are popping. The decibels are definitely popping. Uh, Dev, I'll just start with you, man. Uh, what's your takeaway? Like, what can you take away from this game? I think that uh, on a team that's already having issues as far as death, depth. <laughs> uh, as far as meth? No, he said death, oh. but he's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, a t- <laughs> for a team that's already having issues with their guys, they lose a, a starter in the rotation, and they have to try – like, they have to adjust. Uh, MPJ only played seven minutes in the game. And for the guys that have to shift and go into different roles and still try to – especially Jokic have to will his team to a victory and the other guys have to step up and play those minutes – 
for them to like pull off a, a, a win like that, especially, and it's, it just feels so weird saying like they had to overcome adversity against the Rockets, but <laughs> that was a, a game that they had to dig deep. And, you know, it was a gut check type of moments where they stepped up defensively and for them to pull off that win, like I said, not big, but very, very important in telling. Eric, do you ever wonder if you could just like, Right before the game starts, you could get like a little snip of the post-game show before the game is even played, and you see, and it's like, that was a gritty gut check win for the night. You're like, what? I'd, I'd be like, I'm gonna go home. <laughs> you guys are on this way. Got this one out. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I kind of, I, I mean, I didn't, I never saw this being a blowout. The Nuggets just aren't aren't in that place like they're not in a place where they're blowing teams out like everything's right. coming hard for the Nuggets. they are like, definitely not in that place no like they've got to earn absolutely everything they get they i mean i've never seen worse three-point shooting except for maybe the last game or potentially the game right before that um they're not hitting their shots they're just everything is as difficult as it gets for these denver nuggets but they won the game man like that that says something i mean like NBA games are so all over the place. Like, you play so goddamn many of them. There's all sorts of different factors that come into play every single one. Like, it's weird to play a day game. Like it's, yeah. You know, like, we were joking earlier because neither Dev nor I could make it on time. But, like, <laughs> your body is, like, just has, like, it has the different circadian rhythms that the, the time, the clock that your body runs off of. And, it, like, it's weird. I don't know. Like, circadian. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've heard of this before. That's a thing. Yeah, it's, it is the a thing. The rhythms. circadian rhythm of the of the of your pre, body of the pregame show. Oh yeah. Well, no, of, of our our own personal circadian rhythms were off, uh, and it made us be late. So tell me if you guys have heard this one before. Jokic, twenty eight points, fourteen rebounds. The bench all positives. Or I'm sorry, the starters <laughs> all like, positives. Let me. <laughs> the starters all positives. The bench all negatives. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, do we have? I, we're going to talk about it no matter what. But do we have that many different takes than what we've had in the past? I mean, I, it, it was when the starters were on the court. They weren't as beautiful as we would have hoped against a team that wasn't very good. Like, they still had to work. I think Porter's going down changed a lot of it. But the bench, it really was a similar story in that, like, when they were out there, they had a 9-1 run that bench did. And we were yeah. like, oh, hell yeah, you just bought Yoke extra minutes. <laughs> they blew it in, like, 30 seconds. They blew their 9-1 run. They literally bought him 10 extra seconds. 10 extra seconds. We <laughs> like said we really are. He's going to come in at the 7.30 mark. They went up on a 9-0 run, and then they ended up bringing Jokic in at 7.20. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I guess, like, to your question of, like, is there any other takes I mean, it's the exact same story with, like, the, the bench just losing it. But I will say that Malone tried today. He, he got guys in. Austin Rivers hasn't played in a few games, and, and he gave him, like, you know, a chance. He put Faku alongside Jokic, like, for some energy and brought that. Also, Faku with Bones Highland and Jokic. Like, he did try to give different looks just to try to get something going. A lot of that, you know, is attributed to Michael Porter Jr. not playing, but that's just something that, like, it was good to see. Like, you guys are down, uh, but you're not out. So let's just give it our all, and, and we're going to try different looks. So just be ready when your number yeah, is yeah. called. Yeah, it's true. I mean, like, you really – I don't know. I mean, there's other players that haven't seen the court that you could maybe, you know, reasonably make a case that they should be getting in at a certain point since nothing's working on that bench. But you're right. Like, Bones got – meaningful minutes tonight austin rivers made a reappearance like he is he surprisingly to me okay i mean he was the one that that took those mpj minutes at the going down the stretch which was surprising i mean it was like an unorthodox day in every way of looking at it let's um first quick question is tomorrow daylight savings it is oh wow i was what i'm looking outside and it's like dark already and i was just like man that's a bummer tomorrow it'll be dark one hour earlier than this which is like Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Why are we talking about that right now, dude? This is the winner's Well, lounge. let me talk about something darker than even that. So Michael Porter, uh, he's a, the, one of the stories of this game, even though he only played seven minutes. He was – those seven minutes were not great. He went one of four. Uh, he did have a nice mid-range pull-up. Here's what's funny. He was really bad. He was a plus eight, meaning the Nuggets – in that opening stretch, we're on pace right. to blow this team out as it, we it all expected. Felt that way early on, yeah. And that plus eight involves Michael Porter missing a wide open layup. Avalanche scored, everybody. Avalanche get a goal. <laughs> oh yeah, was it a layup? What's that? Was it a layup? Was it a what? Layup. 
Well, I mean, it started out as a dunk, and it finished as a layup, and then it became just like a, a who knows what. So he goes up for it, misses it. It's one of the worst plays I've ever seen, but maybe he hurts himself. In addition to missing it, he missed it. Nobody was run back with him, like offense or defense. Nobody really ran back. And then he, it looked almost like he could go and get the ball and then rebound it and then go up or something. But he kind of grabs his side and then just walks. A few minutes later, he's out of the game and did not return. We are, to- we are told it's with back tightness. Um, before we get to the injury, Dev, this was the game we said was a get-right game for Michael Porter. Yeah. Even in the portion he played, it looked like the mental aspect of the game he looked as shaken in this game in eight minutes that we had seen of any point in my opinion yeah but we weren't wrong by saying that it was a get right game for him and i i think that they also knew that it was a get right game for him he played seven minutes he had four field goal attempts so they were going to try to make sure that he got shots up today they made sure that they was going to make him a part of the offense and even on the play that he just missed and, and and injured himself on um Guys like went out of their way to try to get him involved. Uh, they moved out of the way. He could have like easily passed that up for a dunk, but they wanted to get him into True. a zone and into a rhythm. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that you know that was the case. Like this was for sure a get right game they, for him. They wanted it to be one, yeah. And the morale was like completely down when he did miss that, um, because it's just like, hey man, like we we know we're trying, we're doing everything that we can, and you just. You can't get right. You know, it's hard when you see somebody struggling like that. I mean, all the Nuggets know he's better than this. Like, they might have frustrations with him about how he does this or how he does that. But they're, when you're watching a guy, there goes, there's a point where it's like we're upset because of this, we're upset because that, to where you're almost like, man, I feel for the guy. And I almost yeah. feel like that's where the Nuggets are at, where they're just like they're watching their teammate go in a downward spiral. Yo, I mean, the most telling moment of the game to me was – Michael Porter Jr. coming up on the fast break. He had a very clear, wide-open ability to to pull up and take a three, and he didn't take it. This was before. This was before, yeah. And we were like, I mean, that was like vintage MPJ yeah, Mike moment. Like, we would just come up, wide open, pull up. That's automatic. Automatic. And, like, he didn't even shoot it. He He passed passed it it to, like, Barton, who wasn't even behind the three-point line, had to dribble backwards. Oh, man. This is bad. He's in his own head. And so here, if we try to play a silver lining, we don't know what the injury is. Brendan Vogt is at Ball Arena. He'll be talking to Mike. He's probably already talked to Michael Lone. Might have already given updates on the timeline. I don't know. But, you know, he – so he'll give us an update to whatever we can get. I kind of wonder if a game off, maybe even just half a game off, maybe he's back for Monday's game. But I feel like maybe he needs a little bit of a a break – because he's so in his head right now that you almost just need a breather, a reset. Yeah, man. And, I, I mean, I really look to the – I mean, I think the back tightness is – I mean – The what? The back tightness to me is alarming. Like, I've, I, to me, he looked like a guy – like, knowing that now, that that's the reason he went out, we're told. Um, like, <laughs> I can – he looked like a guy that maybe wasn't feeling 100% this entire game. It, I thought. I don't know. Do you think this might be a, a symptom of something that had been going on, Dev? Pure speculation. Yeah, a million yeah. percent speculation. We're working yeah. off of no information. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But also, it looks like a lot of what, what is going on with him is mental. Like, just just down on himself and not having that uh, confidence. And, and he's such a shooter um, that could get himself going. So, to not see shots falling or to miss those. Like, right now, like, we talked about it before the game. He's shooting, like, 11% on contested threes. And that's, that's what his game is based off of. So he just doesn't feel like himself, doesn't look like himself. Um, But also there is like that idea of maybe there has been um, something that's just brewing. And even if it's just subconsciously, like maybe he's like, you know, overcompensating for that on one side. So he's not getting the same type of base on his shot or whatever the case may be. So while I do think that it's great to have some time off, also like you have to play through these type of moments, just shooting in a gym by yourself. He probably are, like still shoots the same when he's by himself. You have to get game time reps. You have to get game time getting your confidence up with a big quarter or a big game or things like that. So I think he definitely needs the rest, but I don't think that that'll just cure anything. Yeah. We'll see, man. It's it's rough times. It's it's crazy. I mean, like there was so much insanity that went on in that game. So much zaniness. 
But like all we can talk about is the guy that only plays seven minutes. I mean, it's a big story. I think one thing that's noteworthy, and you know, look, when a guy goes down and you don't know, like Austin Rivers ends up replacing him, the rotations are all off, who knows how this game would have gone otherwise. But it is worth noting that even when he is not good, he's still a player that you have to guard. He's still a huge target, and he does some other stuff. And it's not lost on me that he was a plus eight tonight in his seven minutes. So if you take out those seven minutes, Denver gets destroyed tonight against the Houston, a terrible Houston Rockets team. So hopefully we get uh, some positive news. Um, I don't think anybody should panic about the back thing until we get more information. He did miss some games, I believe, last year or the year before he with did. back dice. So like, this is a thing that's happened, and he's bounced back from. Will Barton came out of the gate gunning and playing great. He finishes 7 of 19. He ran out of steam. I mean, he only had 15 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. He had a good game. He had the second highest team plus minus behind only Monte. But to me, he was a guy that early on was setting the tone, playing great, forced a few shots. Like, there were definitely some heat checks in there. But um, he was playing great. Then I didn't notice him. Yeah. About, after, about halfway through this game, I just didn't even really notice Barton again. How do you evaluate his game? I mean, early on, he's a player that especially – like just needing a second guy, I think that it it alleviates uh, Jokic with having to feel like he has to score every single time or has to have in his ball the ball yeah. in his hands to be effective. So it was it was great minutes early on because he was scoring, he was taking away that attention, he gave uh, the Rockets an opportunity to try to defend somebody else without having to just double team Jokic the entire time, especially with like Daniel Tice, like Tice playing so well defensively or at least giving him so many different looks. Uh, so that was great. But then he just kept shooting. But that's what happens. Like, you got to have a few heat check moments. Like, when you went hot, like, early on, especially with Will Barton, you know he's going to keep shooting. Um, but he also, like, he did try, like, defensively. Like, he, he doesn't just give up on himself, and he's also just, like, such a veteran presence right. that you need him to still be out there. Even if it's just like rotations, nobody's shooting the ball well right now. But so also, like, just the ability to dribble the ball—like it's kind of funny how few it, guys you trust to like dribble towards yo, the basket. He, he clearly like—I mean, he, he's like the best passer right now because like Jokic has to score, so he's not like setting guys kinda up true. the entire time, and nobody else is making shots. So it will, it will be crazy for Jokic to be the one making all those passes. But Will has the ball in his hands a whole lot, so he's creating. He has to take those type of shots. Um, and nobody's making threes right now. So Barton's not a negative game for me. It wasn't, you know, one of his greatest games. You also don't want him to be the one that's taking the most shots, you know, in the game ever. Um, but at least, like, at least he's trying. At least he's out there giving minutes and energy. Yeah. You want to you should talk about Aaron Gordon. I can't believe we made it this long. But he had, I believe, both. He had three he threes tonight. It. He had the biggest three of the night. That yes. was really like a broken possession. Oh. And it was the most important possession. And it was just nothing was coming from it. They basically get him the ball in the corner with like, hey, it's a grenade. Just do something with it. And he drains a three. I believe he had two threes in the thir in the fourth quarter. So two down the stretch. Uh, he finishes with just nine points on three of six shooting, three of six three-point shooting. And then he had one two he missed. Um, so the stat line, not great. And honestly, he, he didn't stick out. He was another guy that you almost just kind of forgot existed tonight in the game other than he came through at the biggest moment. Dude. He had the biggest no-no-yes moment of the season so far. I mean, like, it, it's really crazy, like, where we are. I mean, it's to the point now, going down into crunch time, outside of Jokic just taking over and doing something in the paint, you're like, I don't even know what I want to happen right now. Like, I don't. I have, no, I have confidence in absolutely no one shooting the ball. Right. Aaron Gordon so gets sad. the ball in the corner, which that's always like, a, oh, man, that's not. Like, Aaron, we love you. But, like, he had to shoot this one, though. The thing about to. this one was, like, when he got it, we were all like, well, we got to take it. Let's just roll the dice here. He uh, rinsed it. The thing about Houston is they're not really a big team. No. So I really did expect for him to try to, like, establish himself. And he's been doing that in every other game. This is the first time that I feel like he became a jump shooter. All three of his makes were all three-pointers in this game. <laughs> so he did crazy. not get what in and score at all, at all today. Um, and I know that that, like, changes the offense, it, like, itself as, as well. He has some, like, loose passes, like, where he couldn't entry pass. Um, just not himself, like, offensively. Defensively, I think that this was a game that it was hard for him because he didn't have an assignment. Like, he wasn't right. just placed on a guy to just slow them down. And I think in those type of days, when he doesn't know what his identity is, he's just kind of out there and just, like – 
trying to figure something out. So these are not the type of teams that Aaron Gordon was brought to the Nuggets for. So you still have to give him credit for hitting those two very, very right. big shots, especially in the fourth when not much was going well. And also credit for, like, I, like the they there was another Munder. So, like, they're not scoring with him. There. Every Munder he gets credit for. Just You have to. I mean, he's a, he's a big part of that. Yeah. He's Like, that's that's what he's around for, even if you don't remember all those plays. Guys, um, we still got to get to the bench. Oh. We got to get to Dude, this, uh, this chat, by the way, unbearable. They're really annoying. All these uh, bozos think that. And we're telling me Jokic is going to Chicago over and over. No, go no. away! Like yeah, you, don't, away. you don't understand this how the NBA honest. works. Well, here, like, well these but here's are all Serbians. But here's it? also the worst part about those comments: is Jokic is under contract this year and next year at the very earliest. Yes. But here's the thing: people have been so trained to care about that stuff that we are nine games into a season <laughs> I know. that precludes like, shut up. that precludes the last season he would be in Denver. So we are one season <laughs> and one full other season away. We just had a game with a game-saving block, and that's what people are trained to talk about. Like. Honestly, so, guys, part so of lame. part of the point of creating our own company, you guys have to realize DNVR is a company we created. That yeah. we're like, we yeah. hate this shit. Yeah, we like, hate we want to talk about something way go more interesting. Away. Like, and if honestly, you want to talk about yeah, that, just go beat it. go over. Honestly, take that to 104.3 the fan. Yeah. Like they <laughs> they want to talk about that. You can go there. It's free. You can you can listen to it. But we're trying we're yeah. trying to train people to talk about sports in a better, more entertaining <laughs> yeah. and like just just more interesting way. To yes. be honest, so if yes. that if your take is to talk about that. You're very boring, and you need to leave our chat. Like, yeah. You need to go, go elsewhere. Off you go. Um, not boring, but sexy is sexy pizza, guys. Uh, the sexiest pizza. Uh, Things uh, I like about sexy pizza, they're local. They are a sponsor of our tailgate, so they bring sexy pizzas to our tailgate. So if you sign up to our Broncos yeah. tailgates on Sunday, which, by the way, our spot is right outside the bar, you eat sexy pizza for free. You sign up. You have to pay, obviously, to enter the tailgate, but then you get all your drinks and, uh, and pizza you can get. Colorado company been serving the Denver area for 13 years. They're as local as it gets. Hand tossed deck oven pizza made with scratch from scratch each morning dough. Choose your own adventure with their wide range of toppings or try one of their signature philanthropies. This is what's cool about them. The philanthropies. The philanthropies because they have uh, they donate a portion to different local charities. Again, a Colorado company helping out people in Colorado uh, through their philanthropies. So check them out. They've got the 12-inch, 16-inch, 18-inch crust. Sexy pizza. Sure to be the right fit. And I got all the good ones today. I'm so glad today is the Look one I got. You, bro. I you also got the snooze sleep. Uh, you guys know about this because I was one of very I was a short list of people at DNVR that got to get the snooze uh, <laughs> snooze. Can flip I tell matches. you, you look well rested and well extremely fed. well rested, and very well fed. <laughs> you eat a little sexy pizza. You, you get the snooze flip mattress. So you guys have heard about this. Those those like I don't even want to mention the brands, but the ones that are like they'll come to you in a box, a bed. You un, all you have to do it's a memory foam and you open it up. Well, this, these started coming out about 10 years ago. You know, you started to get these direct to your door. Snooze, which is Snooze Mattress, which is a local company in Colorado Springs, but they are expanding now in Colorado. In Colorado, So automatically, you know I'm going to love them. They have their own proprietary technology on this one. The best in the market. The Snooze Flip, what's cool about it, has got a softer side and a more firm side. So you can try it out. You're guaranteed to like one of the two sides. You try it out. You're like, okay, I don't know. This one's a little too soft. Go to the flip side. They've also got different temperature ones. So like you could do the one that cools you at night. It's actually pretty incredible. You sit on it. I'm not kidding. You can, if you go to their stores down in Colorado Springs, you sit on the mattress. You actually can feel it. You're like, wow, this is like a cold bed, <laughs> which I love. I run hot. So at night you slip on the, the Have you ever like uh, have you ever flipped your bed over midnight in like in the middle of the night? You're like In the middle, like you know what I'm ready like, for the I'm fur. Too cool. A little too cool. Too soft. Warm up. <laughs> you probably could do it seasonal. Summertime, you All got right. the cool side, okay. the other side you flip it. Um, so they got the cool, awesome technology, guaranteed to find a mattress you like. And then if you are, down, find yourself down in the springs, visit their store. All of their guys are trained. Uh, they speak to sleep uh, doctors. They, they, they speak to uh, uh, physiologists, and they get all, all of their info so they get educated on how to help people. So you can go check them out. But the snooze flip, that's the mattress. It comes straight to your door. Fantastic. All right, back here, guys. Segment two on the DNVR Nuggets podcast, Saturday edition, Winner's Lounge edition. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> One guy who is like the sneaky, you know, Jokic is the most important player on this team. I think he's the most important player in the world. He's probably the most important player in the he's world. He's the most important person in my life. <laughs> he probably, probably is that as well. Um, if you go to number two, you know, there's a strong case it's Will Barton this season, right? I mean, you could make a case it's Aaron Gordon. You make a Monte Morris gets overlooked alike, but, but I, a lot. But I actually think you could make a case that he is the second most important player because Denver needs good point guard play. 
they're not getting it in the second unit right now because of some of the limitations. They don't have Jamal Murray. When Monte Morris is good, Denver wins. When he's bad, they don't. And when he is like tonight, four of ten, nine points, just kind of okay. Didn't do anything exceptional. When he's like that, they win by one point. So tonight, Monte is a guy that goes overlooked, but I actually think he's extremely important to what these Nuggets team does. Yeah, he's a guard that controls the game yeah. in, in, in every way. And then especially with Jokic like, demanding so much attention, you need another guy that can stabilize the defense and make them respect you. So this year has been a lot about him putting pressure on the defense with the scoring. And years past, it's about the, the passing and getting other, everyone else involved. So right now, I think that it is a learning curve as far as, like, he does have to step up, and he understands that. Um, yeah. So there has been that, that inconsistency. But he's, like, he's staying in it, and, and he's staying even killed. You don't never see him sped up. So that's just something that will come with time, and it is really early right. in the season. Um, and he, he's still, like, he, he's scoring the basketball. He's... He's getting it like done in different ways. He's a, a better defender than he, he has been. Um, but, yeah, they're going to need him to get back to that rhythm of getting guys involved but also scoring when, when it's needed. And yeah. he just has to attack. I, it's, I mean, he's playing like Monte Morris. You think? Right now? I mean, yeah. Like he, I think he can do a little more in the pick and roll. Maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, but, like, right now, like, he's playing at a level that I'd be like, this is, like, what I expect of Monte Marks. It's just tough because more is asked of him, so we need him to rise to a level to play at his best that we've ever seen him play every night. I think more needs to be asked of him, but in this way. Here's one thing I've been kicking around, just thinking about, and I don't have a strong opinion about it. I'm just thinking about it. Denver has not been very creative offensively this year. And it's, I think it's been a trend over the three years. Like, really, we joked about the Chris Finch era being, like, the height of ball movement. I just put out a thing because Gary Harris is having an atrocious season right now, and it's sad because his stock for four years has just plummeted. But I, I was going back and watching old Gary Harris clips, and I was amazed at how quickly the ball moved in Denver's offense, how quickly they went from one pick and roll to the other. It was just that the ball is popping was a thing we used to say all the time. We never say it now. Never. And, look, part of this is Porter was out. Jamal Murray's out so some of this is just circumstantial tonight but I will say I do wonder if Denver has gotten too redundant like Jokic is incredible give him the ball every time run it but I kind of wonder if they're just doing too much of it. it's like too deliberate and if there is some more value in guys like Monte just being a little bit more yeah. aggressive yeah. and running just some action maybe that doesn't involve Jokic as the primary screener yeah it is true like they there there is something to be said about uh everybody else that's not named Nikola Jokic, like not quite knowing what to do right. at various times. Like, and you're right; it would be nice if there was just there were just possessions where they were like, "We're going to this side," and like me and AG are going to figure this out or whatever. Like, have just a reasonable, realistic chance to have something offensively uh, happen positively without Jokic being involved. But we're just not seeing it. Like, right. we're just not seeing. It's it's so frustrating. Like. Malone's comment about the world of way of the world being on Jokic's shoulders like it's it's true man like I don't without Jokic right now I have no idea what this squad is like no clue and and just this is just my own standpoint and a question that I ask you Adam is do you think it's difficult for a player like Monte who has been you know the Nuggets the entire time and he's had the freedom to just kind of go take a few chances yeah. um, play within the flow of his own offense where he's in control and now he's in a situation where the only way the Nuggets can win is if Jokic is perfect or near perfect. So now you're just your whole offense is to make sure that that guy touches the ball and you're just finding different ways. Like we haven't seen a, a Monte creative, you know, type of offense Not this entire year. So he is in a situation that he has to knock down the open shot when he gets it and not be able to be in the pick and roll as much because that makes Jokic the like uh the, the, the role man or the guy that's setting the screen and now all of the attention is on you two guys and it makes everything else around you uh, like difficult also as a point guard when other guys aren't hitting shots and there's only one guy hitting shots you can't be creative at all because now we already know what your whole offense yeah, like, is that makes it a lot more yeah you're redundant. like oh let's get a ball to this guy they're like is he gonna make yeah, it you're all like, they're no. doing is like just setting <laughs> us up on this side of the ball we're i mean on this side of the court we know what's going to happen on the other side and then you're not shooting the ball yeah 
I, I, is this a thing I've been kicking around? I mean, Denver's offense not that creative. I mean, Jokic supremely creative. And look, sometimes when you have a great player, it's like let's not get too crazy here. We can just keep going to him. But I do feel Michael Malone talks about being worried about how much you know he's like Atlas out there. He's got the weight of the world on him every single night, and it's true. But I think part of this is you have to trust other guys. They're lesser than you. I'm not talking about Jokic. Yoke knows they're like, hey, they're lesser. But sometimes you Malone look has to look my out eyes there. When you said they're lesser than you. Lesser than Wait, <laughs> am I lesser or are they lesser than me? Um, I think you are. <laughs> I think you specifically. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's move on to the bench now. I don't have a whole lot to say, but we can start with Bones Highland. Y'all rough day, rough Bones, bro. Firm, firmly in the rotation. First guys, one of the first group of guys out there. But he had a really, really rough night. Really one of seven. Rough. Played a lot of minutes with the bench. Not a lot with Jokic tonight. But he played eight, 15 minutes. He had two points on one of seven shooting. And two points and a bunch of turnovers. What did he have? Two turnovers. Well, I don't know how many were officially counted, but he just, like, was oh, dropping yeah, the ball. Yeah. And, like, he was, like, not corralling it. He was just – he was off. Like, I don't know if I'm officially ready to blame the hair, but I might be. The air? Hair. Oh, the hair. He had a, new he had hair. a great haircut, though. I, 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 love, I love the look. I'm just saying, like – too pretty, you're saying. Too pretty. Too, yeah. too pretty tonight. You can't hide the fact that he was really bad. This was the worst game of his career. And that's even with Summer League. Summer League, like, yeah. He just did not look good at all. And, I mean, that's something that you kind of have to expect with getting more minutes. Um, and also with that Rockets, like, second unit. Like, that's a pretty good second unit just in the fact of they, they just go out and play basketball. It's open gym for a, a lot of those guys. He could not make a shot. He did not have control of the ball. He, you know, did not make great decisions. Uh, I feel like at times they were trying to go after him because Houston does a great job of it is a lot of iso ball, but they create a lot of mismatches and putting guards on big men. And he got caught in a lot of those uh, situations where he's on a big and he has to take a foul and just never could get a rhythm. They did a good job of breaking his, his rhythm. He was not good at all today. Yeah. Do you think it's one of those things where – Bones, as good as he is, he's a rookie, and if he, I, I said this before, he can't carry the bench. He played a lot with the bench tonight. Do you think that this is maybe closer to par for Bones when he has to play with the bench unit than it is, you know, just an outlier bad game for him? I do. I don't think that that bench unit, there's not a lot of saving that. There's, yeah. Putting anyone in that situation, Faku, uh, Austin yeah. Rivers, Bones, that that unit is, is, is hard. Like, there's just no way you could really – get it going right now so right. yeah i think that you put them in those situations where he's getting more minutes with that unit you're not you're going to see more games like that like more often than not and on top of that the shot wasn't falling and he kept shooting it it's so funny because bones played less with Jokic tonight looked terrible i thought jeff green and jamichael green played a little bit more with Jokic, especially jeff green with yoke tonight looked better than we'd seen so maybe we're just over analyzing this and it's like hey man give him yoke everything's working but again these are nba players they're veteran players. They shouldn't look this bad all the time. It shouldn't be handcuffed to Yoke to play well. Like, this is yeah. the thing I'm saying is concerning. But the, is that, that – this is the question. Is like, if you play with somebody like Nikola Jokic that is the alpha and the omega of the Denver Nuggets, does it, like, change your mentality to where then when your moment comes up, like, you're not as present because you're just – you know, you're a passenger. It's a great question. Like, I don't know. I mean, like, a lot of these guys look like they have – sort of lost their fire a little bit somehow. I mean, like, this this season, very young, obviously. We're talking about the smallest sample size. But, um, you know, I mean, the, it just things have not looked right. right. Just, it, it, everything is difficult. Everything is difficult right now. So, overall, uh, Dev, are you encouraged or discouraged by this game? I'll say, I'll say I'm, like, middle of the pack. Um discouraged because I felt like that was a game that Nuggets offense would have got rolling or at least going. Uh, right. Houston did push the pace. They weren't able to make shots either today. Um, but the Nuggets had a lot of, you know, different looks and they kind of went different from what I thought. I thought they would get out and running, but there was a lot of post-ups, um, which was not a lot of points in the paint. Like I'm pretty sure they lost the, the paint battle, um, but there was a lot of post-ups. There weren't, you know, shots falling. And I mean, and that just goes hand in hand. Um, so that makes it difficult. But I am encouraged by the fact that with another guy out of their starters, out of the game, they still found a way. Also, these type of games and moments, like, build character. They found a win. 
and it was a close win. They had to play defense and lock down on that end of the floor. They had to come back. They were down, you know, at by nine, you know, at different times. They had to figure out a way to score late in games, even if it's late in the clock and Aaron Gordon has to heave one up. Like, they figured out ways to win the game. So I'm, I'm encouraged by that. And then moving forward, you're just like, hey, it's the next man up. So we haven't had to call your number in a few games, but we need you right now. So there's no reason to powder anything like that. You have to get into this and be mentally prepared. And I feel like even though shots are not falling for guys that shoot the ball really well, even though um, you know things are not going well, they still engage. You don't see guys just giving up on themselves. Yeah, dude. For me, it's I'm encouraged with every win that we get before Jamal Murray comes back. Like, for <laughs> yeah. real, like just holding your breath. We're just we're listen. We're Buying just trying our time. to yeah. We're just trying to hold the fort down until we get our actual squad back. So every win is good. Like every time that you can put a, a notch in the win column and just. We just need to get to the playoffs. Like, that is the goal for the Denver This Nuggets. is just another notch in the old belt. Absolutely. You. <laughs> you know how I roll. I did exactly. how I'm roll. up to one notch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so last year, Michael Porter Jr. starts really bad. Gets COVID, misses 10 games, and comes back. The team had found a rhythm without him. Jermichael Green enters the fray. Everything changes. And then when Michael Porter came back, even though he didn't necessarily hit the ground running when he returned, the Nuggets were kind of running and he just fit into it. I don't know how long a time he's going to miss with this injury, if any time at all, Pat, beyond this game. But I do wonder if there is something to, let's assume he's out for, let's just, let's just assume he's out for two games, okay? He misses two games. Do you think Denver has a chance of establishing more of a rhythm? Because let's be honest, Michael Porter's a hard guy to work into, your, into what you do. Like, he's been tough. Do you think Denver can establish a rhythm, even though they're a weaker team, just in his absence, Deb? I think at least from the idea of playing more free. I feel like a lot of it's uh, placed on trying to get him going, mm. even on us, and we're not right. even on the team. Like, a <laughs> lot Speak of, for yourself. <laughs> a lot of you know what we talk about is trying to get MPJ going because you know what type of team they could be when they have him at his best. I feel like the, the players already know that. Yeah. I also know that a lot of plays are called for him, even though it doesn't look for it where it's like, okay, we got to try to get him going or we got to make this extra play. I think guys are thinking about it like subconsciously. Even with him, he's passing out of open situations because he's not believing in himself. So now I feel like guys are going to go in there and just play. And then also, everything like starts and ends with Jokic and other guys you know, kind of get it because they know that that's their best player. The thing is, I know that a lot of the conversation is built around for us to be a good team or for us to be the best team, we're going to need Michael Porter Jr. to win games. So no, I think no that doubt. there's a lot of pressure on him and also the teammates Dude, to make sure that happens. You don't pay him a max contract unless you view him as a very integral piece into get you, getting you to that next phase, which for the Nuggets are winning a championship like, or just getting to the finals, I suppose. But like... Yes, like MPJ has got to be that dude. I mean, this start of the season is like very underwhelming. It's obviously not like the end of, of the deliberation as to whether or not it was a good idea to give him that contract. But like, man, it's it's rough right now. I hope that he's like, it's just like a precautionary thing. He just felt like a little strain, you know, maybe miss a game or two. I would not, I mean, I would like to shut him down for a little bit. Like, his confidence <laughs> is terrible. It's like... You just, just to give him a break for no other terrible, reason. It's terrible, man. Like, just watching him. Like, you just you just watch him drop his head all the time. Like, and you just see that he is in that place where he doesn't feel confident that he's in the right place. And, frankly, he's not in the right place. He's rarely in the right place. Like, he's just kind of floating around out there and it's like really obvious like people are pointing it out like he's just i don't know man like uh we're curious mike what's going on <laughs> like, what's going on bro come on i do wonder i mean just so many little like, pressures are going on we talked in the pregame about how um you know you're always close to a 10 game protocol you know because of not getting the vax and i don't, don't want to get into a like anything about the vax or should you shouldn't you other than in the NBA, the rules of the company you are working for, which is the NBA, they have this rule that if you are exposed to anyone, you enter the protocols. Yeah. And the Nuggets very close to having that exact thing happen to them Dude. in Memphis. With, of course, as we found out today, Mike Singer had to had to do it. The reporter who was around the team, so very close to Michael Porter being out even prior to this injury. So you think about now you have a little injury, and I just wonder if these things are starting to add up. I just you never want to invite 
distraction and, and, and this type of stuff. And it just feels like there's just so many, so much of that around him specifically right now. There is a thing now where if you are declaratively on the other side of the vaccination mandate, this becomes who you are. Right. This becomes your entire identity. The NBA and the world at large is making it <laughs> as difficult for people that don't want to follow this as possible. And I cannot imagine. I just can't for a second think that this is not have some sort of psychological weight. Like you're just sort of like always in a defensive position. You're like feeling like you're being persecuted and everyone's coming at you. And like you're, you know, like you're a pariah. You have this label on you anti-vax like you just see like aaron Rodgers. this came came out like like everyone is jumping all over this guy and it like turns you into this weird like you're like the anti-vax guy that's your identity and i and, cannot- I, and not even from a that standpoint I, I only am examining this through the lens of how many difficult things that you have to deal with at one any one moment in time and that's just another that's like the point like you're already- difficult thing that whether you agree with it or not it is the law of the land for the nba yeah and it's just another thing uh, yeah, to be I'm, invited, I'm, so I'm not even like tough. i'm not even putting my personal beliefs of what i think should happen i'm just saying like if you find yourself on that side of the line like the world is making it like incredibly difficult yeah. right and so i i gotta think it has to have some I'm sort of even more so about it i think it's really the idea that basketball is a team sport and everyone else seems to be on the same page and now it just becomes difficult because you need chemistry you need cohesion you need to be one unit and that makes it hard to be that because there's so many different rules for like certain guys so now are you do you feel like you're a part of the team or are you able to be a part of the team so it just makes it difficult in that regard because you're just not on the same page 10 games in you know or nine games in now and um you know, this is a prolonged stroke. We're one seventh, one eighth the way through the season. I mean, it's not a small sample at this point. It's actually a pretty big sample, one ninth the way, I guess, uh, through the season. A large sample and just hasn't gotten off the ground. Now he may be injured, maybe not. We'll find out. Uh, we do have to hit king of the game. You guys have any guesses? I'm going to go with. Kale didn't even ask. Sometimes. Hold on, hold on. Oh, he did ask. He did did ask. he? I was going to yeah. say, sometimes it's so obvious you don't even have to, like, run it by anyone. I'm going to guess that it was Zeke Najee. It wasn't Zeke Naji. That was, was a good it? guess, though. Oh, Nikola Jokic. It was Nikola Jokic. I don't know if you guys saw. He had 28 points, 14 rebounds, two assists. Not pictured on the stat graph. One block shot. It came at the buzzer. It was a big one. It was a very big one. It's funny, too, when it's one point. The block shot, it's the difference between winning and losing. It wasn't like tie go to overtime, which might have been an even bigger disaster if Denver had to play overtime tonight with the group they had. By the way, that's a, another thing we should mention. Yoke looked more tired in this game than he has in any game so far. He did. He he came out at the end of the third quarter with 27 seconds left, and I kind of thought like just play out the 27. But he must have been. Malone called a timeout to get him off the court with 27 seconds. That's how tired he looked. I mean, it was rough, man. So. Daniel Tice is aggressive though. He really he is, and he he really did make him work. Even though like the stat sheet's going to show that Jokic just completely dominated. Right. Watching that game, he made him work on both ends of the floor because Tice was hitting shots. Uh, he's setting hard screens on other guys and making sure that you know he has to rotate. Um, but he's also just on him at all times, and he has to fill him on everything. Um, Jokic like posted up a lot in this game because he has that height advantage but like that's starting to take you know a toll on him as well and playing so many minutes where everything goes through you also just has to be a lot but he found a way he, he always does like that's just the type of player that he is uh and in this game he has the game winning block <laughs> a guy that has such These a two. great offensive game like one block no, but another. Yeah, this is the second game-winning game block. block. Oh, right, right. Like he's starting to be known for being a defender as well. I'm glad that when they run it back on Sports Center, the the thing that they're because you know that no, the Nuggets don't get a lot of attention. But the last two times that you've seen the Nuggets, they were winning on defensive plays, and Jokic was a part of it. Yeah. The chat upset. They feel like we have snubbed Ag. About what? Oh, King for the game. Well, look, he hit some big shots, but I mean, those were like the that was it. If you if you said who was the king of the first forty five minutes of this game, it would AG would have been laughable. But I mean, he came in sure. clutch. It does matter, but I can't give it to him based on him hitting a prayer shot. Like Oof, I just can't. Well, it's tough times. Out it here is for, tough times out for here. The king. All right, we have some super chats. We always appreciate these super chats. Let's get to them. Kale, what do we got? Eric, you're gonna have to read these. Uh, okay, it says super chat. 
Uh, other than the God King Jokic, uh, if you could only buy stock in one other Nuggets player, who would it be? I like this. It's a stock report. He's tricking us in the stock report. The you could buy stonks. He bought the stock. Well, I report. think I think the Michael Porter stock is pretty low right Dude, now. It's like the it's low. uh it's like, but do you even want to buy this dip? Yeah, I do. Woo. I do think it's gonna dip a little longer though if he's hurt. So maybe I'll wait. I'll sit this out. Uh, I'd buy a Monte dip. I've I've said for a while I think Monte gonna start slow. I'm, I'm buying the Monte. This dip. is like a like a ridiculously difficult question. Like it shouldn't be this hard to be all in on another player on the Nuggets. I, Aaron Gordon, you yeah. buying AG stock? His stock's kind of doing Gold? all right though right now. I stock mean, and silver. <laughs> uh, Dev, you got one? Aaron Gordon for me. Like it's only gonna get higher and better because they're gonna need him more and more on the defensive end, and that's where it all starts. So I'm I'm gonna buy that. Yeah, I'm still buying bone stock too. He didn't play well today, but I, I'm still, uh, I'm still riding high on that bones train, baby. What's tough about this is both that I don't think there's like guys to be bought at the moment, but more importantly, like I would love to buy Zeke Naji stock because I really do think his skill set's interesting. I just, I'm pretty confident he's not going to get a chance. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I can't envision a world in which Zeke Naji actually gets an opportunity to which play. Is crazy because like why the guys in front of him are not playing well. Uh, this is a very important thing, but it is a characteristic of this coaching staff. Yeah. And and this is why when you have a Bones, you have a Vlatko, you have a Marcus, you have a uh, Zeke, and even a Bones, like when you have all of that, but you have a coach that you know is not going to play it, it does become at that point a little bit of a waste. So I don't know, man. It's really tough. Um, I, I guess I'm going to buy Jokic stock. This is like buying Amazon stock where you're just like, yeah, it's great, but I'm also it's also going to go up marginally so it's good Jokic stock <laughs> Ap- apple stock yeah, Amazon. Like, oh, like, i'll buy tesla stock is mcdonald's like, what? that's pretty tesla safe went up right? yeah it went up again <laughs> and you just brag to your friends that know nothing like i have Jokic <laughs> shares yeah, like, <laughs> do you? yeah you do yeah there's literally nobody I, you know what i'll buy dozier stock dogecoin, dogecoin. i'll buy some dogecoin um <laughs> he's been really bad like he's <laughs> he's been really bad i'm just buying back my stock i dumped earlier I that i was what getting murdered on what are you gonna do with all this stock uh, i'm just gonna sit that's so cheap right now i bought i got ten thousand do, uh dozier coins it's, it's worth three dollars at the oh moment it's really it's really crazy this all right what else times. we got all right it says um let's see that is a lesson you have to learn when you did not pass the bar the, the ball, ball? Barton was afraid. I can't read it either. Oh, no. Here it is. We can oh, see yeah. it here. Barton was ahead of MPJ injury. Did not happen. If he just passed the ball in the fast break. Team, please review the play. It was a three-man fast break. So I think he's talking about the play MPJ probably got hurt on. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to have to hard disagree here. Like, yes, he could have pitched the ball ahead. He also could have just dunked it because he was wide open. Like, to think that there was a karmic thing here. Oh, man. To think there was something karmic about him not doing it. To be honest... I think all of the players on the roster want Michael Porter to get going and are yes. probably like, hey, man, take a little wide open dunk. You can't, surely you can't miss this one. Like, I, so I, I mean, I disagree. Like, sure, if it was a pattern or something, but I think even Porter looked to pass it and he looks around and both the guys are kind of like, dude, you take this one, get yourself going. Go, go, and go, then he missed yeah. it and it was like, wow, 10 times worse. Everybody knows that the guy that's just like, like moving, like with all that intensity, even if he passed it to Barton, Barton would have threw it up for a oop. Or right. passed it right back for a dunk where you get everyone involved. Um, so, I, like, I definitely, like, understand what he's saying. Like, you have another guy in, like, looking in hindsight. You wouldn't have got hurt if that happened. But also, everyone wants MPJ to get himself going. So, how do you get yourself going? Dunks, easy, like, baskets. Like, things to just get yourself some type of momentum and it's just to see the, shot, the ball go in a few times. So, that was just... I mean, it happens. That was just something that happened. There's, no a, second, that there's a second layer to this you're not even getting at. You know this one, Dev. If you're on a fast break alongside somebody who's a better dunker or can dunk, whatever, you know, like, you give it up because it's like you're at home. Yeah. The guy's going to dunk it. So you had Barton, pretty good dunker. You got Michael Porter. Well, who's the crowd going to be more excited for for a fast break dunk? Michael Porter. So it's like, hey. Take this one. Give us a little show. This is a vibes check, bro. This is a vibes check, and it was like, it actually was a vibes check. He makes that dunk, and the the, the lid blows off. Everybody excited? The vibes got checkmated. If you miss a layup, then it's like, we're going to have to win by one point under 100. Like, we're going to be 94-95. I mean, we should, I don't know if we're able to get 
find a replay of the playback, but oh, man. to see our faces during yeah. that moment. I mean, we were despondent. <laughs> we we definitely times. were. All right, let's get to the next one. Uh, let's see here. It says, uh, uh, that was supposed to be a super chat. I, th <laughs> I have a bench proposal for discussion. Start PJ, Monte to the bench, bench unit. Monte, Bones, Bowl, Zeke, Dos Verdes. Um, uh, with you all the way up until that part about bowl at the three, <laughs> I don't know about it. Um, who's at, oh uh, because MPJ is out of this. Who's who's out of the rotation in this? Oh, Faku, Faku and Rivers both out. All right, here's the thing. I'm gonna entertain this because people have been saying it, and just because like, look, there's no answers to the bench. So you can't. Yeah, you cannot the, throw you can't out dig in on anything. You can't dig in on anything because the bench has been this bad. That second unit needs a rim roller. Bones not really a rim roller. But he can rim roll. He's seven foot three. He can jump. He's mobile. Whatever. Hey, bones or bowl. bowl. So maybe it is a thing to put bowl in there and then just make people guess how are you going to match up, you know, and and try to roll him. Defensively, I would be horrified. <laughs> I'd be horrified to put bones and bowl and green and green out there. Like you are. It's like the Rockets tonight yeah. had two centers, two shooting guards, and a small forward. Like no point guard. You know, no power forward. Just like weirdness. It would be weird like that. But hey. I don't personally buy it, but we're at a point now where it's like, may, we just need a miracle, and maybe that's the miracle you need. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't mind if they used him like uh, Dallas uses. Um, oh, Boban. Uh, Boban. You just bring him in. It's just like a. He's like a knuckleball or something. It just like shows up. And you're like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like you can't leave him in there long enough for people to understand and like realize that they can absolutely just prey upon him by, you know, just torching him uh, on the perimeter and running by him. But like. You know, he can do some things. I'm, I'm at the point now, like, I just want to try some stuff. Yeah, we're, you know, we're not even, like, 10, 10 games into the year. And how many DNPs has Zeke and Bobo got? All so how do we just get right into putting them with the starting unit? <laughs> no, like, they weren't starting. They weren't starting. starting. No, we're just like on the bench. Oh, like a that part of a, the rotation? Yeah, the he's bench. a small forward off of the bench. Yeah, like, let's just see them get some minutes at times before we just jump into them, like, being a big part of the rotation. I do understand, like, you want to shake up and just see what guys yeah, yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, they can't be, like, a regular part, but, like, the change Or at least pitch. see that, like, them get some minutes first before we just, like, this could be, like, a, a way to fix this. Yeah, for sure. Here's for what sure. I would say. If you're in a blowout, whether getting blown out or not, maybe you could try some crazy stuff there and, like, you get it there. But to just go, like, let's imagine – the Miami Heat game. Denver's outscored the starters. They're up 20 to 18. Like, oh, incredible, because Miami's a great team. And then Malone comes out and he's like, all right, we're going with bowl at small forward. Like, you blow that. The whole team looks around and is like, yeah, of course. We just did a bowl at small forward alongside. Like, what the hell were we thinking? So, it really a vibe killer. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think you can try it just right out the gate, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, what else we got? Uh, let's see. Thanks for setting up the game and the playback for the euros made Hell a little yeah. less painful to watch the ugliness together Thanks, oh man bro. i appreciate it so if you guys don't know we've been doing these watch alongs we won't do one for Mo monday's game against miami we will do one on wednesday's game i believe against the pacers so we will continue to do these guys and have some fun with them i think they're incredible i actually like them as much as our pre-game show or post-game show i like doing the game there and you're right they're going to be so fun if we ever get a fun game to do them to. Well, we've had two, like, not fun games. Uh, there's been, like, one fun game this season. That's true. It was just the Suns. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, at least it came against the Suns. <laughs> I know. That's literally. At least we got that. I, that's all we We also, the Dallas game was fun. That was, that was right. fun. Two fun games. Hopefully we get another one of those. We never know. <laughs> all right, what else we got? Uh, again, second, second screen, screen worth, worth the, membership. the membership. Hell yeah. So if you guys don't know, for these next ones, so we originally had to limit it to 100 people. Starting next week, we could have up to 200 people. Let's so go. if you want a link to it, you can hit us up or just become a DNVR member, guys. We do a lot of work here. Half scored. Half scored. Let's go. We do an enormous amount of work here to make this thing happen. This thing just doesn't exist for no reason. It exists because of your support. Sign up, become a member. You don't just get the playback. You also get the list. You get Harrison wins stories after every single game. You get Brendan votes grades. You get all kinds of cool stuff. So uh, support us. Become a member. What else we got? Uh, what's most concerning to me about 
not playing Zeke is what they said in the offseason with TC's walk through low high. Just weird. I think about this a lot. I think about this a lot. And again, like, who knows what the alignment is between Michael Malone and Tim Conley, but as I've mentioned several times, Tim Conley has brought Michael Malone two centers, both rim rollers, Hartenstein, JaVale McGee. Neither one played. Now you're in a point where it's like we desperately need this guy, and, and TC's like, I, didn't, I, I gave this to you. But also, yes, it makes me wonder about the alignment that Tim Conley purposefully went to meet with him and had this walk and was like, hey, you're a big part of our future. We're one night the way through the season. He literally hasn't played yet. It just it makes you it makes you a little worried about the alignment there. It does, except for that we've seen we saw Zeke Naji play every game this year, and it was a disaster. No, we so, did not. No, league. we did not. He Which, played last year and was very good. Last year, this year since the he season hasn't ended, this year I know, bad. but summer league and uh, well, the summer priest, league. Every time we've seen him play in this calendar season, year or whatever, it's not even. I can't. I yeah. wanted to say calendar. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's accurate. But since last season ended. Every time we've seen him play, it has not been I good. I do. I so, will say, I worry about putting him out there with that second unit. Yes. Like, like, <laughs> I Listen, I definitely would. I really want to see it happen. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's as, as simple as just like, TC likes this guy. Why isn't he playing? Like, I don't know. They, they spend a lot of time in the gym. Like, they, they've true. seen, uh, you know, what Zeke has been looking like this year. And what from the limited amount that we've seen, it has not been good. So, I don't know. I have to assume there's maybe something to that. Yeah. Um, last one. Uh, let's see. Milk's favorite cookie, Oreo or chocolate chip? Uh, that's literally a tagline, and uh, Oreo came up with it, so it's Oreo. Oreo is Milk's favorite cookie. Let's I don't go. understand the question. <laughs> so uh, would you rather dip do you want, your do you milk want, in or, you want, with yeah. Oreos If or you have a glass chip? of milk, would you, do, you, do you want to have a stack of Oreos? A sleeve of Oreos with some chocolate chip A cookies. whole sleeve of Oreos. Wow, yeah, I've never yeah. done that one. Uh, Oreos are a top cookie. Top okay. cookie, man. They're so good. Wow. A double stuff Oreo, not you're, a regular you're one. You're a tough cookie. A t- double stuff Oreo. But, no, but no, no. Here's the thing. Oreo they, thins. They feel bad for you. Oh, they They're like a food when you eat that you're like, this <laughs> feels <bite>. bad. <laughs> I feel like I'm hurting myself. Dev, I, I, th- I, I don't remember exactly, but I think in the uh, playback, Dev says he makes nachos with Oreos. Dude, no, yeah, with Oreos. Nachos or Oreos. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Doritos. <laughs> exactly. Guys, regular people do that. <laughs> NFL fans. Actually, are we on the 8th? What is the date today? Nope, we're on the seventh still. NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. all right. They have you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Who do the Broncos play this week? Oh, the Cowboys. They're playing the Cowboys in Dallas. I was going to say, bet on the Cowboys. Cowboys. (laughs) If you want to win your money, take the Cowboys. It's winner, winner, chicken dinner. That simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get same-game parlays. The very type Eric (laughs) has been telling us to get. You're, it was a great parlay. Yo, my parlays have been great. You got to start accounting for Michael Porter getting injured. Michael Porter Jr. missed a layup, which ruined my parlay. And then the last game, the Jokic missed a game-winning shot from three feet away, which he always makes, which ruined my other parlay. That did ruin your other like, parlay. We're terrible. so close. We're so close. I've been hitting almost like every other leg. Uh, DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. Best uh, best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Immediately, they get it back to you. It's great. Uh, so download the top-rated Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR, and then you get that deal. $5 bet. Your team wins. You get $200 in free bets. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Eric. Yes. Hassle Cattle Company. Uh, Hassle Cattle Company. So here's the deal, guys. Turkey is out, y'all. It's out. It's a terrible food. If it wasn't a terrible food, people would order it more times. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. It's in the ad read here. (laughs) I finally get to. You can't can't disagree with me. It's our partners are telling us. Turkey is out. Beef is in. I love this one. The holidays really are here. This is why this deal is so great. If you guys haven't tried it, honestly, God, Probably your favorite partner that we have, Hassle oh, Cattle Company. Oh, my God, dude. If, Yo- if Nicole Jokic <coughs> himself was to be one of our partners, yep. it would be Hassle Cattle. Hassle Cattle Company is giving our amazing listeners a holiday special. Uh, 15% off your entire purchase. Nothing better than delicious Wagyu beef as a holiday gift. You have family members only. Christmas, even or you could do Thanksgiving. You can admit to yourself that turkey's terrible and make some <laughs> delicious Wagyu steaks, but it also makes a great uh, Christmas dinner. You just got to use promo code DNVR15 at checkout. You get 15% off your entire purchase. That's DNVR15 
15, DNVR 1-5, and you get it off. And of course, Eric, you know, they've got the flank steaks, they've got the Wagyu, they've got beef, they've got everything beef jerky, they've got everything. part of a cow, they'll they've sell got. to you. And they'll send it to you in this cooler. I'm telling you guys, we're. I, I'm actually begging you. If you're thinking about buying some steaks for any point over the next two months, try it. Dude. Try Hassle Cattle Company, and they'll become, uh, you know, they'll become your go-to. Dude, I promise. I mean, you'll, this is one of these things where you're like, oh, you know, a steak, a steak is a steak. You no, erroneous. Then you have this one time you're like, I've my entire life has been a lie. What am I doing? Like, yeah. it, it really honestly will ruin steak for you. So I guess be a little mindful. Speaking of getting things delivered right to your door, you could also do this with coffee. Think about how much shopping you can cut out of your life between uh, uh, Hassel and Strava Craft Coffee because you can get it. The subscription. Subscribe to Strava means you never have to buy coffee in the store again. It lands on your doorstep every two, four, four six, six, or eight or weeks. Eight weeks. That's right. Uh, th- whatever you prefer, you receive 20% off just for being on the subscription service. And, of course, Strava's not just regular coffee, guys. No, no, no. It's CBD-infused. Yes, yes, yes. This is yes. not psychoactive. This isn't like THC. It's not like you get high from drinking it. Although i got to talk to them. you got to talk to them. That would be a good product. We might be sitting on a gold mine here. Uh, but a CBD, which obviously has been proven to have uh, uh, a big effect for headaches, joint pains, IBS, uh, all, a whole host of different things. So if you're in the area, we have it here at the DNVR bar. You can get it on tap. But check them out. Use DNVR25 or subscribe and see 20 for 20% off of your order with that subscription service. Yeah. Don't forget, Strava Craft Coffee. Um, Kale, do we have an ETA for Brendan? Dope. So he has only talked to Michael Malone. <laughs> wow. Well, this is a real bummer here. Uh, you guys, you guys want to talk about nachos again? Yeah, let's uh, do, let's revisit. Kale, can we bring up our nacho uh, draft? And just actually bring it up. Do you still have it? Yeah, that's a winner? great. Let's see here. Uh, so we need to know we need to know exactly who won this nacho draft. I have my own feelings on the issue. Adam seems to feel a different way. Chat. We need to know definitively who won the nacho draft. <laughs> <laughs> the nacho draft. So we did a nacho snake draft in the pregame show. And I got to say, there's only one thing on my on my order here that I don't like. That's steak. By the way, steak nachos are great. They're just not my preference for, for nachos. Ooh. I tell you guys, I have the best taco shop up at my house. It's unbelievable. Nobody knows about it taco either. Bell? It's never very busy. And it's called Beltrans. Oh. It's fantastic, man. All right. You got to come up. When you come up, I'm going to get Beltrans for you. Okay. You guys are not going to believe it, how okay. good it is. I, I listen, the best bro. freaking taco. I used to go. They have a carniceria. I used to go there all the time. That's where I would get my carne asada. But now they have their own restaurant. They make it 10 times better than I make it. You had me with Taco Shop. Okay, I'm looking here. Uh, let's see. What are the votes it coming says in? Adam. Then it says D-Line, Eric. So Maxine. Adam first. Adam's number oh, it's one. one person. It's oh, one person. Uh, so it's two to one. Uh, Eric again, three, four. Yeah, this is getting looking rough. Wow. Uh, third round lettuce is looking rough. <laughs> Going with Adam. Thank you. Third round lettuce. <laughs> Dev had like put together the worst plate of nachos ever conceived. Because I don't eat that type of stuff. This I, is not I eat the, the most basic nacho. Yeah, we, I we love saw. it. Yeah, we saw. We, I tomato, don't eat any of those things that I have. And tomato. I'm actually <laughs> offended by pulled pork being on there, man. I'm Why? offended by it because it's not. That's not a nachos food. It's not a nacho. Just oh. made some shit up and then What's it that? just sounded cool. Yeah, that's what I, I meant. Carnitas, but, like basically. Oh, that's what he meant was carnitas. He I says, did, "All right, I, I just pull pork." Okay, yeah. I didn't right. mean that. That's, I mean, the, the two are the same thing. Slow cooked pork. Yeah, thank you, thank it's you, yeah here. Hey, I told you. I said, difference. man, like he got he made the whitest nachos ever. And there he is. Yeah. Uh, well, it sounds like we're just gonna have to not do post game today, guys. Unfortunately, I mean, it, it'll be twenty minutes before we we get out, which is an unfortunate thing, but um. We do appreciate everybody riding with us all week. Like I said, you want to become a DNVR member so you can get access to these play, but guaranteed access will probably allow some non-members in on this next one. But, you know, support us. We're doing a lot of work here. We have a bar. We have all kinds of good we stuff. We're doing giving. a lot of work. We do a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. So uh, if you're thinking about becoming a member, I promise you're not going to regret it, guys. The, the list, all the coverage we have behind the wall is going to be great. Uh, hit that like button for us on the way out. I'm going to take a weekend. Are you? I'm gonna go home and have a little weekend, guys. With the you go to the taqueria? I might. I might <laughs> go to the. Right. I had some big plate of get, nachos. Uh, get some of those pulled pork uh, tacos. You think I should? <laughs> yeah. Oh, is he here? Well, what's he gonna say? I mean, yeah, he hasn't talked to anyone. <laughs> 
he just wants to give his own take. All right. It will be interesting to hear if there was like any life at all inside of that arena. One thing we didn't talk about, uh, Faku, much maligned, not having a great season. <laughs> he did have gave a big shot. Us exactly what we needed, exactly when we needed it. He hit those two threes. He got a steal. Faku had a great game. Well, for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For this season. For this season. Dude, I, so here's what I for love about season. Eric. What is that? You guys ever seen the movie Adaptation? One of my all-time favorites yeah, in my top five. I've seen it, sure. You know, they have the uh, the screenwriter guys. He's like, look, a movie can be terrible, but if you wow them in the end, <laughs> yes. then it's good. That's what Faku had today. Well, he terrible had a great game. stint. Wowed you in the end. He, he hit got, those two crazy threes that, that were like crazy. He just had the stint that like honestly turned it around. Like that's worth he something. He turned it around from the disaster he had. But nobody else did. Yeah, that's that's true. worth something. Uh, oh, he just wants us to wrap Unreal. up. Well, it gave us a chance to talk Faku. Yeah, it was good. I know. I, listen, somebody's pointing out he was minus 20 in a one-point win. I know. I'm just saying, like, you got to win, you know, when a, when a dog that has been disobedient finally sits, you have to do, you have to give him the treat. Faku. What do we think about this little, metaphor? Here's a little treat for you, Faku. Deb's over here being like, thank God he's talking about the white guy on this one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's happening here. It's time to go home. <laughs> it's definitely time to go home. Someone Thanks, everybody. I <laughs> got the way out. Bad. Bad, Eric. Bad. I want to remind everybody about one of our longest standing partners, Green Mountain Dental Group. We've had several DNVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years and make them their permanent family dentist. They're one of the best damn dentists in all of the Denver metro area, just 15 minutes from downtown over there in Lakewood. And what you like about them is they're the type of people that'll uh, give you a, a mail you know, on your birthday. They'll send you little reminders, holidays. They'll just check in on you. They treat you like actual people. They're not one of these giant conglomerates. It's a different dentist every single time you go in, different hygienist, you don't know who it is. It's a family-owned business right there in Lakewood, and they treat you like royalty. Right now, if you schedule an x-ray, a cleaning x-ray and exam, you receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. That's top-of-the-line type toothbrush, free Sonicare toothbrush. Uh, and tweet at us. If you do go there, let us know so they know that you guys are supporting us and supporting our partners. <laughs>